1: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one
0: to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
3: All right, guys, welcome back to episode 180. Not
2: bad. Could do better. Do another one. Reload that.
3: 180. (laughs) Yes, nice. Guys, welcome back to Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. This is a Friday special, a little pre-weekend treat for you all. I'm here, your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with co-host Guy and also special co-host, co-host number two today, Mia Baker. Yes. Hi, guys. Thanks for being on the podcast, Mia. Thanks
1: for having me. It's such a treat for me to be here.
3: You were up in Manchester and we mm. were like, we've done an episode with Mia many, many, many moons ago. Yes, I couldn't even. Re- I couldn't even imagine what episode. I want to say forty-seven.
2: Been. Top of my head,
3: Don't really. we were
1: in a hotel room. <laughs> oh, was thinking ten. That's a lie. That's just a total lie. I just made that up. You know, that's just pure yeah, internet def- gossip. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there's, gonna, there's
3: gonna be rumors. <laughs> I've got some questions to answer when I get home. Yeah. I'm sure.
1: We're in a to- hotel restaurant. There we, we were, go.
3: We were at the Marriott, and it was it was it felt like COVID time. I'm pretty sure. Yeah and we did a podcast with Mia and we talked about the story of your kind of upbringing your new upbringing into mm-hmm. the world of golf and at that point your career was really starting to kind of on the up since that you have you have gone to the moon oh i don't know about that <laughs> i think you've gone the everywhere moon. else but <laughs> the moon I would dread to think how many air miles you've clocked up.
1: Yeah, I've done a lot of those. Uh, But
3: However, I actually think something you might have surpassed air miles with, Instagram stories. Yes. Oh, I
1: love an Insta story. So
3: if you don't follow me, Mia, make sure you check her out on Instagram and follow her journey. You've also just set up a behind the scenes Instagram account as well, I see.
1: So basically, people are like, oh, you only do golf. And I'm like... I do have other hobbies. Or like if I want to post, you know, me playing the piano or me doing something different that isn't golf. I just don't know where to put it.
3: Why do people not want it on your normal page?
1: I don't know. You just just kind of feel like maybe they don't. People Mm. are there for the golf. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean. How then
3: has your, and and like I say, this is more kind of a co-host, but I also want to dive into a little bit of, of what you've been up to in the last kind of 12 months, 18 months since we saw you last.
1: Right now... Would mm-hmm. you
3: still classify yourself as a new golfer?
1: Um, uh, I don't know. When do you graduate?
2: It's a great question. Actually, actually, Rick graduates you. Yeah, <laughs> this is all a big surprise. Congratulations! You are here at the Rick Shields graduation.
3: <laughs> you are now an official golfer. Woo-hoo. But the thing is, you you swing it, you hit it much much better than a new golfer. You yeah. you feel like you've gone past that stage now. Where I would say. You might correct me. You probably hit more good shots than you hit bad shots now. Mm-hmm.
1: But I would say my golf brain, in terms of being out on the course, is still the same as someone who's only been playing for like three years.
3: You've probably not got enough experience for that, Josh. Have you? Yeah. Really, because that is a different world, isn't That's it?
2: That's what takes time. I've seen it with my friends who who play football growing up, quite athletic, and quite quickly can get good at hitting a golf ball, mm. long drives, a flush seven iron. It's those little intricate shots and maybe plotting your way around when things aren't going so well. That's what takes time to kind of really build, I would say.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've got so much golf knowledge and I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. The execution, I'm still working on that, you know what I'm saying? it it does, it takes time. Like, I think
3: what what you would have missed out on, and we spoke about it loads on the podcast. I I started when I was 11. Mm. Were you about the same guy? I was seven. Same time as you, because I'm younger, but I was seven. So... (laughs)
1: A bit younger, but I'm younger, yeah. <laughs> okay. <good>
3: <laughs> but, well, it was both in like '97 when it pretty exactly. much? So, back in '97, when the Tiger Woods and the boom of golf started to really go crazy, I would dread to think how much time I spent on the golf course between the age of 11 and 16. Yeah, mm. even though it was only five years of real life. I reckon that was 15 years worth of golf. Golf in those, years. Yeah. yeah. I think that was 15 years worth of golf in those five years. Summer holidays every single day. Every single day. These are the things you missed out on, me. You might have been oh, learning the piano me. and doing all this other <laughs> really interesting and stuff. <laughs> and being clever and will We yeah. were finding
2: t- top lights <laughs> in the trees, weren't we?
3: <laughs> you might have been traveling the world, yeah. globe trotting. No, if you've not dug in a dirty ditch for mm. a, an old golf ball, are you really even a golfer?
2: Well, question for you then, I... We do a bit of practice now, don't we? Not as much as we probably should do, really. I would say most of my golf practice to get to a half decent level was done at those ages. I would agree. Like once you've kind of got to
3: that Guys, certain level you're not of giving golf, giving
1: me any hope? Yeah, but yeah, you're but, doing it now. But,
3: but that's what what's interesting is, and you 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 are part of a very popular trend recently of newer golfers coming to the game, mm-hmm. and we see it all the time in comments on the videos and comments on the podcast a lot of people now are in your situation. They didn't grow up playing Mm. golf like me and Guy did. They've done it similar to you where you've taken on kind of as as an adult and you've now developed it into a a passion and something you're really interested in. It's just a different way of doing it. Because also as a kid, I always thought that you make mistakes and you don't (laughs) care. As a kid, you kind of get angry and you get frustrated, but you've still got tomorrow. You've got the day after. As an adult, because we're more rational and we kind of make more sense of the world, I, I, I would personally find it more frustrating.
1: It's so frustrating. And you have to work a job and you have to have a family and your kids. And you're like, well, I can't really go and play Saturday and Sunday because I'll probably get killed by my <laughs> wife or my husband. Yeah. So, you know, you have such a smaller amount of time to try and play. But
2: it works both ways, though, because although I agree with what you're both saying, when I was 15, 16 and I had school and golf, that was all I had in my life, really. Golf was so important. If I played bad in a junior comp, I'd almost go home in tears. Oh, I would, yeah. Whereas yes. now, if I play bad, I've got a babe to go home to, a wife, a job. It's like, yeah, I'm annoyed, but I've got other things to take my mind off it and more important, obviously, was when I was a junior, I was absolutely, mm. I remember being on holiday, missing junior comps, texting my mates, who won, what did they shoot, what the handicap come down to and almost, like I said, Neil was in tears. I'm on a lovely family holiday, but I'm not at the golf course in the junior midweek roll-up. See, I it's feel mad. like
1: I'm you. Like, I could be in tears because I'm that stressed because I want to be that good, yeah. but I just suck. That's what golf does <laughs> to you. How much, uh,
3: with all the things going on right now, yeah. and, and to be honest, a lot of listeners might not follow you already, how almost would you even describe your kind of who you are right now? You know, you're a, mm. you're a presenter of golf. You're mm-hmm. You're an author.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: you are children's a, author not like a proper book i don't want to use <laughs> i don't want to use the word influence but you're you, somebody of social media status yeah. that promote you have connections with clothing companies still mm-hmm. retail mm-hmm.
0: manufacturers
3: equipment manufacturers mm-hmm. what 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 are you right now like what well, how how do you if you had a business card and you were to hand it out to somebody what would it say underneath your name
1: Hi, my name is Mia Baker and I am a golf entrepreneur.
3: Oh, wow. Nice. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Address the moon.
1: <laughs> no, you know what it is, is a lot of you guys who are in golf now started in golf. I started not in golf. So as soon as I tried to get into the industry, well, I wasn't even trying, but like I fell into the industry, I had to change everything I was doing because you don't directly make any money from Instagram. So you have to try and find another way that you can get your income. So then you do, like, presenting, because that obviously helps you be able to, like, I don't know, just pay for your YouTube channel, yeah. pay for your Instagram channel, take those days that you need. You, knew, you know yeah, exactly yeah, what it's like. Um, so, yeah, I had to quickly pivot and do what I can, and it's been, honestly, so wonderful.
3: And I, th- I can't remember if you'd brought the book out our, from when our last I podcast... I don't think you had. Mm. Because the story of that, you actually wrote that on a, train, on a plane, on right? On a
1: plane, yeah. So... I forgot my headphones on the plane up to the AIG Women's Open, um, in 2021.
0: That was Carnoustie, when we met you, yeah, 21. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, I'm feeling inspired. And then I just wrote it on the notes of my phone and I showed everyone around, um, like the teams up there and they were like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I was like, I'm going to make a book. And they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Three months later, I had my book and they're like, huh? You actually did what you said you were going to do. And I was like, yeah, of course I
3: am. So you, are you quite determined in a lot of this? It's what I kind of, I think from the outside, <clears throat> you come across as very bubbly and very friendly. and But is there a real kind of business entrepreneur behind? Just before Mia you answer to that, I'm going
2: to jump in with something that I was going to say, I think we'll do it now, as a perfect segue. There's a comment from Tom Cotton on our Facebook page. And he says, I picked Mia's book up at American Golf not so long ago. Uh, I read it to my two-year-old in bed most nights. He absolutely loves it. Top work. So there you go.
1: Thank you so much, Tom. I literally said to Rick a second ago before we even started this podcast, I was like, can I gloat to you for a second? And he's like, what do you want to gloat to me about? He didn't say that, but effectively. And I was like, so basically someone actually bought my book and they wrote something so nice about me on Instagram and sent me a DM how they took it into their school and they showed all their friends in their class. And they invited all their friends. This is a little kid we're talking about. Invited all their friends to go and play golf with them after. Wow,
3: that is really good. I must admit, you you were very nice. And you sent me a couple of copies. And you, you signed it uh, for my kids. And I, I read it a lot of times to my children. They really like it. I think they like it because they've met you as well. So it's like, oh my, that, that woman we met wrote that book. Because <laughs> oh, they don't get so to meet awesome. many authors or whatever it may be. Um, but again, it, it's a sign and i think real credit to yourself in this because not there's a lot of people who say they're going to do stuff and don't do it Mm. a lot of things that i've seen you do across your kind of three years whatever it's been journey when you say you're going to do something you do it Mm -hmm. when you say you're going to run women's nights at pitch you did it when you're talking about being an author you did it when you're talking about whatever you might do next who knows what bloody next is when you want (laughs) to you know when you, you set up a podcast you set yes. up a podcast, you did it. You've set up a YouTube channel, you've done it. And I think there's a lot of, you should be very proud of yourself with that and a lot of credit because it's very easy in this day and age to kind of put something on social media. Oh yeah, I'm going to do this and, this. and it kind of just fizzles out. Mm. I've seen it loads of times, but I must admit there's a lot of times where you'll say it and I'm like, yeah, she'll do it. It's yeah. going to happen.
1: Because I love it. I enjoy it. And I also, I have this thing inside me where I just want to learn every single skill ever. So if anyone were to speak to me, I'd be like, Oh yeah, boats. Yeah, I know so much about boats, even though I know frickin' nothing about boats. <laughs> but I probably studied boats one day and built a boat because I just wanted to see how they did it. Have you always been like that, quite inquisitive? Mm, yeah, my dad said I was really annoying growing up. He says <laughs> I'm still quite annoying now, but I was like, why? Why? You know that little kid? Yeah, You're like, the, the sky's blue because it's, you know, blue. Why? And you're
3: like, for God's sake, I want to strangle you. I must admit, it te- as, a, as a parent, it tests you because you're like, oh, I don't really know. I better find out. Google is your friend. Yeah, Google. Well, there's probably, yeah. I love
1: Google, he's my best friend.
3: Um, one thing that I think I would like to dive into because the last couple of weeks it's been quite heavy. And I remember talking about this. And at the moment, you're currently sipping water from a master's cup. sat on an Augusta National Golf Club
2: napkin because someone in this room to the Masters. You may not have heard. You may may not have heard.
1: Was there the Masters recently?
2: (laughs) Is that that event that's not quite as the Open? That's the one.
3: I am (laughs) quite interested to know, like, because I'm not going to bring up. I'm going to have to now. There was a time where you didn't quite understand why people Mm. liked Tiger Woods so much. Is that still something?
1: So the. The frustrating thing about me having started so late in golf is I knew nothing about golf before I started golf. Like, I didn't know what a par was. I didn't know what green was. You know, it's like the ultimate beginning as opposed to, I didn't know any players. I knew nobody. And people were like, how can you not know them? You're so stupid. And I'm like, I can't. I just didn't know. I just had never been around it. And so... Tiger Woods. I know now that he is a legend. But the first time I ever saw Tiger Woods play, he doubled the first, and I'm like, "Dude, I doubled the first. <laughs> 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 I'm <out> with it.
3: <laughs> so basically, you're trying to say you're as good as Tiger Woods. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: exactly that.
3: <laughs> and then, what about golf tournaments? Have you, have you, have you got in, invested in golf tournaments just yet?
1: I don't. I mean, I understand why people like it, and it kind of brings people together. But I don't think I'm like obsessed with it yet I've been to a lot of female tournaments so I do a lot of work on the females tour and I love that because I know all the girls like they're like my really good friends the guys I just don't know as well I've not Mm. learned about it as much the masters is this super exclusive under wraps tournament that no one shares like how am I meant to find out about it apart from talking to people who know about the masters
2: I think as well what's interesting with this is that we me and Rick we've kind of alluded to this already grew up in quite an authentic golf Background, didn't we? We started as youngsters and joined a golf club and played competitions and tucked our polo shirts into our trousers and all these kind of things that were all the things that you do. But what I also think is refreshing with what you're saying is that people start golf at different ages, different stages in their life. And not everyone has to kind of like the same thing. So some people, when you go to a golf club, you'll see on the first tee with a motor caddy, the Stealth 2 driver, everything's Mm -hmm. pristine, Jay Lindbergh clothes, and they might love the Masters and love social media and everything. Other people you might see, I've got an old bad set of clubs, but they don't care. They want to go out, walk four miles, get some fresh air and hit a little ball into a yeah. hole. And that's their perception of golf. And there's like a sliding scale and there's no right side to be on. So you obviously love golf and love creating content, but the fact that you might not love the events as much or might not feel the same way towards Tiger, is kind of also fine, isn't it? You know what? I think people who get adults who get into
3: golf are very fundamental and important to the development and growth of the game of golf mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is that everybody started playing golf when they were younger and children and almost they they got taught how everything was operated and that's what you learn that's all you know mm-hmm. so you're never really going to question it like you're never mm-hmm. really going to push boundaries you're never going to say well why is it like that Why why do i need to do that yeah well, I do think if you come into it later on in life and you've got fresh eyes and you've got mm-hmm. different opinions, that you came straight in and went, well, why are ladies golf, golf clothes like this? Yeah. Why do we have to, why does it have to be like this? And it, if people, if adults who... Um, Came new into the game weren't asking those questions. I don't think golf would ever actually develop as quick as it is doing and as now' as done now. Fashion is changing so much in oh golf my right God, now,
1: God, massively.
3: Like, and that that isn't through you, and me growing up as kids playing golf. Cause that's kind of all we've known. And that's almost our uniform is a yeah, polo. Yeah, you accept
1: it. Everyone's like, but this is what I wear to golf. And everyone who's new is like, but why? Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> so new people coming in, uh, push those boundaries and go, well, do we have to? Mm. And I think that's really important. And again, it'll be similar with golf tournaments. Well, how do I watch it? I, I mm-hmm. personally hate the fact that tournaments are behind paywalls.
0: Mm. Like
3: I, fi- I find that so frustrating. I understand the business side of it all. But, you know, little Tim who's 10, how's he going to watch golf unless his mum and dad have got Sky? Yeah, Like, it's not going to happen as much anymore, is it? It's so true.
2: No, and that's the thing. That's why social media and YouTube is, do, is doing so well because it is so much more accessible. And also, again, like that sliding scale we had before, not everybody is bothered at watching who is the best golfer on the planet. A lot of people are, hence why they watch the Masters and watch the Open. But without being rude, and Rick won't mind me saying this, people aren't watching Rick, watch the best golf on the planet. They're watching someone who's relatable, entertaining. And same with your content. Anyone who's not on a tour, if you're not a tour pro, people aren't watching your videos no. for you, how good at golf you are because they're not. They're watching for other reasons. And there's more and more avenues now to consume golf content. And what's also really exciting is, like yourself, there's more people coming into the world of golf content creation from different worlds. You've got Mm -hmm. yourself who's come from a totally different world. You've got uh, Tubes who's come from a football background who's now coming into golf. I think the original way, like where Rick came from, was quite a clean-cut PJ Pro, which was great, and there was definitely a market for that. But there's more and more diversity coming into the golf content space. now. Will it be in five years? And will that then change the game? Once these brands can see there's markets out there for more fashionable clothes or more irreverent things, whatever that may or may not be. They'll start producing it, which opens up to more people, which they start buying in. All these brands want to sell stuff, basically, don't they? Mm-hmm. The more stuff they can sell, the better they are. And this is a market for hoodies, people will buy hoodies and they'll make more money, et cetera.
3: Have you all, in, in your period of time playing golf, have you seen quite a dramatic change?
1: Huge change. Like when I first started, everyone on social media, in my opinion, were like really, really good at golf. And I was like, I'm the only awful person. I well,
3: was <laughs> the status quo. Yeah. It was a PGA golf professional. Correct. Male,
2: typically, PGA golf professional of a certain age.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That, that's and that, what it
2: was. And that's something, a would joke then about like relatability. You turn pro improve for like three or whatever. Compared to the average person, you are unbelievable at golf. So if you just started golf and you're watching someone who's a pro who can break 75 a lot, that can probably feel quite alienating to some degree.
1: You don't even know where to start. Literally my friends, I'm still trying to get my friends to play golf because like not many people around me play golf. And I got a text saying, Mia, how does one play golf? (laughs) And I was like, that's actually a good question. It's like, I don't know where to start. It's such a hard question to do anyway, because like, what do you start with the equipment? Do you start with a range? How do you start at the range? How do you hold it? Like all these questions that you guys probably take for granted.
3: Yeah, well, it's questions we ask ourselves all the time because, you know, part of legacy and what we want to leave in the world of golf, like it's in a great place now, but let, let's see if we can bump those numbers up. We've got to answer all those questions. Mm-hmm. We've got to be able to say, well, actually, this is the pathway and it's actually a lot easier than it, than it appears.
1: Yeah, but you don't even know. Yeah, like literally starting at the point where you don't even know what the question is you need to ask.
2: It's that, and it's also the nerves. Like for me, you know, I'm not an amazing golfer, but I wouldn't be remotely nervous going to a new golf club and, and paying a green fee and playing a golf course. If I suddenly, and this is a bit of a random analogy, but if I watched the cricket on TV and thought, you know what, I wouldn't mind starting playing cricket. How on earth do I start playing cricket? And how nervous am I going to a cricket team? I don't really know the rules. I don't even have any good. I don't know what position I would be playing. Like,
1: how do I start playing cricket?
3: Yeah, it's really? Uh, what bat do you buy? What yeah. do you wear? White stuff,
2: I think. Well,
3: yeah. You yeah. Think so.
1: well, that's all I know. Yeah. But I even get confused now. I'm like, when people are playing off the tee, who's going fast? I'm like, why are you now going fast? <laughs> I'm no. like, I'm getting confused. Like, yeah, but it was my honours three holes ago. I'm like...
0: What does that even mean?
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. It's it's definitely, definitely changing. I I've I don't think we've lived in a in a period of time where golf is changing as quick as it is doing right now, and it's no. exciting. Can't wait to see what the future holds because, like I say, it's all these fresh new ideas. It's all these fresh new people coming into it. Um, the, the the barriers, the boundaries are being gradually, and I do believe this are being starting to be mm-hmm. opened and knocked down. It's not perfect yet, but we're getting there, um, and definitely yourself and, and others who have, who have opened golf up to a new audience mm. are definitely helping with a lot. Of How that many well.
1: beginner golfer channels are there now? Oh Lots. my God. Lots. Trillions. Yeah.
2: Well, this is a good question from Jamie Galbraith. Again, these are all from Facebook. Um, Join the Facebook page, shouldn't you, Rick? Are you a member of the Facebook page? I don't, I don't reckon you're a Facebook user, just, are you, really? Say yes. Do you use Facebook? Say yes. Oh, no, I don't use
1: Facebook. Well, if you
2: did, or imagine you've got a Facebook account, right? You've got it. <laughs> if you did. Would you join the Rick Seals Golf Show podcast group?
1: Oh, I would double join it, you yeah. Yeah,
2: okay. Well, that's what would mean. You'd probably double leave it. But... <laughs> <laughs> Because once you, you join a band, you, you yeah, um, but there's 85,000 members of the group. It's growing, and we love people sharing their success stories as well.
3: I think it's just at 90,000, oh, was it? I'm Ooh. pretty sure it's at 90,000 90, people.
2: Yeah. it's a nice vibe. It's like um, friendly. If you've had a hole in one, you put it on there. You get loads of likes. That's loads. So nice. If you break 100, and what I love as well, some people come in and go, I broke 75 today. Mm-hmm. Some people go I broke 100 today. Some people might say it's my first round of golf and I completed it and shot 120. The amount of likes, of everyone, you almost get more likes than the worst. The higher the score, the score. is, to some love- degree. That. It's a great community and we use it a lot to ask questions there, and there's one thing though.
3: I'm not sure if my posts on there are restricted in some way. I have to accept them. Because I get I <laughs> so get, he is the restriction I get <laughs> almost no interaction on my own posts, on my so own group.
1: You haven't done anything significant enough, apparently. It's
3: <laughs> so actually have you deleted it? I'm not delete it. It's just your posts really are great. So I put on something yesterday. I'm looking for I'm, looking, I'm looking for one of these. Currently,
2: oh, wow, oh, cute. I, well, why did not that, that's 19 likes, 15 likes <laughs> on my good, own page. That's, that's good for you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> double figures, you
2: know, That's do hilarious. It, when Rick gets double figures, we do a little dance, double figures dance. Ole,
3: ole, <laughs> these sausage rolls got
2: 76. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick, I feel a bit some guy now. got some new set of irons, he got
3: 242. Me, me
2: asking for questions has had 93 likes today, 112. I've got
3: <laughs> me, me. My own group asking for advice from my own followers and, and fans and 17 likes.
2: Well, anyway.
3: A, a picture of a golf ball plugged, 453 what
2: likes. We'll wrap this podcast up and uh, Mia can give you some social media training if you like. Yeah, and but the question <laughs> I was going to really get something. onto was from Jamie Galbraith. He says, and I want to ask you both this, is golf social media a more realistic target slash aim than the tour for girls and boys growing up. So, for example, I think he's getting out. If you're 12 years old now and you're loving golf, girl or boy, is becoming an influencer, quote unquote, more realistic than trying to become a tour pro?
0: Mm.
2: You
3: you would expect it to be more realistic because it's in, it's in your hands mm-hmm. to some degree. Well, it's more realistic, definitely.
1: You have to work hard at both, though. I feel like.
2: I think you do because there's more and more people doing it now. So if I was 18 years old trying to do social media in golf, I'd have to create a USP to get an audience. It's same way you'd have to be so good at golf to become a tour pro. So it's different, but yet you still have to stand out.
1: I also think from a female perspective, there are a lot of females on social media, but there probably isn't as many as there could be on tour. And so there's probably more opportunities for you to become the best if that Makes sense because a lot of the female who could be the best have never played golf yet or mm. haven't ever had the opportunity to reach their potential. Say I started when I was like three years old. I would be so much better than I am now. Yeah.
0: But uh, like uh, I'm gross. out.
1: I
2: always think that. Imagine if everybody like, when I was World's Strongest Man, for example, weird analogy I know, someone is crowned the strongest man in the world. And to be fair, they probably are because they train for it. But anything, you think, I bet there's some... That I mean, a random man in an African tribe or whatever who's never going to experience strongman competition. But if he trained, mm-hmm. might well be. Even boxing. What, what, there must could, be some six foot seven <clears throat> Russian fellow who's never boxed in his life that can beat up a bear. Didn't Who didn't, would be the best golfer on the planet if everyone played golf? And who could beat up a bear the best? Yes.
3: I'm sure didn't Australia do something like this for the for the Olympics? So whatever the year the Olympics
2: was in Australia last
3: was it Sydney I'm going to say oh,
2: 2002 I think it was well Redgrave red grey I'm, when I'm his sure it was medal.
3: 2000 <laughs> Sydney anyway what they did in the build up to that let's rewind 20 years or 15 years they decided to try and almost source and, and categorise children at what sport they would be really good at really so they would mm. test children and <clears throat> or, or their height or their percentile growth wow and go well you're in the 100th size percentile, you're going to go into this category You've got of long a basket, arms, you're a basketball player or a swimmer or a whatever whatever it may be. And somebody else who was outrageously flexible, okay, you're going to start to move into the gymnastics. I'm pretty sure that, that was it was something like that. That makes sense. And imagine if every single child or every... Almost had... These are the things you're going to be terrible at. Don't even bother with that. <laughs> don't but, but, but even bother with But Rick, I love playing tough you, Pokemon. I've got the greatest other than Pokemon. You, they're they're the things that you cannot do. And there's a list of things that you're going to do in order of how good you are going to be at them. Wow.
1: Yeah, but they do that for careers. I think I got librarian. Look at what I'm doing now. You Big
2: wrote book. <laughs> a book. You wrote, so halfway you go. There.
3: Yeah, you wrote a book. You
2: could have wrote your own. book and put that in the library, nice and neat. <laughs>
1: So, like, I don't know, you could be putting off a child about something that they could be really good at. You know, something will grow later. Yeah, but I'm, it, this this
3: method might not have been perfect yet, but figure out a perfect method.
2: Golf but would be a tough one for that, though, because think about the different size and shapes. Mm. Swimming, you'd think, to some degree, if you've got long arms, long legs, whatever, maybe. But think of the different shapes and sizes of golfers. But if everyone tried golf and everyone put in the effort...
1: I think it's a mental thing. You'd have to do a mental test to see if you could cope with golf.
2: Yeah, which I can't. I'd, I'd fail that straight away. The other thing as well,
3: I th- I think... Uh, and this has been proven, the fact that getting kids into as many, many different sports Mm. and letting them have so many different abilities anyway. Because the real skills you need to is balance, speed, agility, you know, Mm -hmm. coordination, you know, all of those things, the mental strength that you learn from other sports, from winning and losing, you almost become a rounded athlete Mm -hmm. and then you can just
2: plug into any sport then, can't you
1: really? You
2: do find that if you are good at other sports, golf does often come somewhat, not naturally, but you've got some level of ability. Like my friends who play football then started golf, as I said before. You do find quite quickly they can strike the ball pretty yeah. well
3: does help. I, I remember when I was coaching and, and you get a, a 20 odd year old lad come in and he's like, I've never tried, tried golf before. Or oh, do you do any other sports? And as soon as he started saying, oh you want to play hockey, football, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And you think, well, you're just going to be well, good. follow I on tell. question
2: from this then from Paul. And this is one that will put more towards um, Mia because I think it's, it's what's aimed at you anyway. He says another question. You must have asked one earlier on. Why does Mia think, cl- what does Mia think clubs could do to get more young female golfers playing? I know it's a bit of a cliche when you've been asked many times but what do you think if there's a couple of things golf clubs could do to make it more appealing
1: um i think this is what i was speaking to you about before employing females at your golf clubs like Mm. young females like represent the people that you want to come in i think that is a huge like advantage yeah and that makes sense i also think obviously corporate days um, only in a lot of businesses men get invited and there's women in the office who've been like oh I'd love to like go but I can't play golf yet and doing something whereby they go to the range and have group lessons and even guys who have never played golf before whatever and then you have the group who go out and play like things like that where it's inclusive from an element of getting better learning as well as those who are confident enough to go out and play mm-hmm. I think is a good way to do it
3: yeah, I love that. I, I always, I've told this before, one of my trophies, many trophies on the shelf over
1: here. I've <laughs> got one of those too. Is from a, from a, which one? No, just a trophy shelf. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it bigger and
3: better. <laughs> one of these is a, a, from a, a golf event that used to take place at my local golf club every year. And we used to call it Foxes and Rabbits. Mm-hmm. And it was an opportunity where, I can't remember which way around it was now. I think the golfers would be the foxes and they would hit all the shots to the green. You would invite, a non-golf friend, mm-hmm. someone who'd never played golf ever before and they would be the rabbit and they would put. I love
1: that. But only
3: put. So you'd work as a team and it honestly, it was one, one And the golf afterwards. Yeah. Everyone was around in the clubhouse to be a barbecue on and you, you mix in all of these golfers who are members of the golf club. Let's say there's a hundred of them bringing in a hundred non-golfers i love that
1: team golf is literally the way forward
3: and it might be a family member it might be a work colleague it might be a husband or wife whatever it may be a kid but then you know they go that was actually quite fun i actually quite enjoyed that and i think corporate days (laughs) and things like you mentioned there could definitely do a bit more of that
2: you go it was fun 18 and two stroking x1 you six putted you don't <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. might have caused some divorces you stupid rabbit
1: that's such a good no, it idea we I had that, that. My,
2: my golf club it was called golfer non-golfer but i also quite like fox and rabbits but yeah we should do a I tournament i don't think my fox and rabbits is on
3: there
1: yeah could we do a tournament
2: golfers and non-golfers
1: yeah golfers and rabbits and i'll bring I like, like all of the new golfers from the my rabbits. channel and you bring love all it. the like pro golfers
3: perfect big Yay. tournament let's do it
1: even kids can be part of it i know oh my god i love it
2: cool another question for you from scott warren who is your dream four ball now you're in this four ball so you've got three guests do i have to say rick seals because you're on his his podcast i'll go and get my clubs
1: (laughs) i literally love lewis capaldi
3: nice did you see he posted on weekend and playing golf
1: yeah he played i played golf with lewis capaldi what? Yeah. I oh, know. Wow. He, he in prob-
3: a simulator. He prob- oh, right. Oh, you- no, well, still, he was like simulator. live
1: human next to me.
3: Is he good? He tried. All right. He tried really hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He- but he was out
3: on the golf course recently. I know. I saw that too. With, I mean, provocative pictures, granted.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he had my top on or something. Yeah. He was like, Classic. he was like, Looking
2: all sexy on a, is like the front of a golf buggy and all. It's <laughs> funny.
1: I just think he's hilarious. so he's in the he's,
2: he's got a spot. Yeah. What would your golf course be as well? You can choose any golf course. It could be one you've not mm. played or one you've played or an easy golf course, a hard golf course, no, or no, I like like somewhere really exclu- somewhere really exclusive.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be. I I would honestly play like a like a par three course. Nice. I love them. Yes, I do. And like it could be an eighteen hole par three. Because there's not as much, not that I hate walking, but I just love hitting my next shot.
3: She was saying before, I showed, showed a glimpse of the room next door. Not, we're not giving this away too mm-hmm. much yet. She was saying how when she plays golf, it, she finds it's too frustrating. Once she's hit a shot, she's got a, that time between walking to your next shot. She's like
2: almost too excited. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so, <I'm it's>,
3: like, <laughs> so to be able to get to that next shot quicker. quicker.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good. Right. Part three course, you lose Capaldi. Two Lewis Capaldi.
1: Um, this is where it gets really tricky. Uh, mm, who would you guys pick? Can I have a moment?
3: I, I think I know who you'd put in, and I think you'll kick yourself for not putting her in.
1: Who? Olivia Cowan. Oh, I love Olivia. But you, it's it a football that I've never played oh, sorry. with. sorry. No, it doesn't come anyone. Either? Dream football. Yeah, she would love to be in that football to me. So fair.
3: you've... We'll come on to this in a minute, but you've been kind of professionally caddying for Olivia Cowan.
1: I don't know why. Like, I just... <laughs> Keep picking up the bag, you know?
2: (laughs) Is this in tournaments?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. I've seen that.
1: So basically, I go to a lot of, like I said before, women's events. And the difference on the female tour is a lot of them don't have a regular caddy because, you know. Cost. Yeah, it is. It is is to do with cost. And a lot of them are my friends. And I'm out there and my job is to present. But then when I'm not presenting, I've got to make content and go through all my blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, what better way to support my friend, to make cracking content and get to be out on the course. And I learned so much. It's amazing.
3: Do you feel much pressure?
1: Not at all. I just like twist the bottle cap, water, hold the banana skin. Great. (laughs) Do She
2: get the club out the bag herself or do you hand it to her?
1: Uh, She kind of does that herself.
2: Yeah. So you you carry the bag. I carry the bag. And you bring vibes.
1: I bring vibes. That's a big thing to bring: mm-hmm. positive
2: vibes, chilled out vibes, just nice vibes. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's so good. So
3: she doesn't ask you about any advice whatsoever.
1: So I cardied once for Anne Van Damme. If you don't know her, she's like a yeah, really. We've cheap done a video with Anne. Yeah,
3: we've done a video with Anne. She hits it a long way.
1: I cardied for her. We're on a par three. She's like me. I think you're ready to use the range finder. Took it out. I was like 320 yards. Just like put it away. <laughs> I was like, do scared so never doing that again. This <laughs> might cause
2: some offence. Please don't take it offensively. I can imagine saying, give me a six sign and you give giving her a nine iron and going, oops. I've done that to myself. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine you <laughs> doing that.
3: And I also feel like they might have been a bit in you where you gave a wrong yardage as a tactic so that you would never get asked again oh, yeah.
1: you know because there's trees and you're like kind of shaking because it's like a big job and you've never done it before and then your caps blowing off and then your towels falling off and you're like i'm the most amateur caddy
2: <laughs> you know what i would love to see and it's, it'd be hard to measure this because there's all these this theories now people saying no, oh roy shouldn't be using his best friend harry diamond as his caddy because he should have a more professional caddy and blah blah blah. i'll we'll see an experiment i don't know how you do it where you get a professional golfer mm. play 18 holes they have an absolutely amazing caddy in terms statistically. They say it's one five two to the flag. Wins doing this, but then they're quite like robotic. Mm. Versus a friend who doesn't really play golf, who's got great banter and atmosphere and vibes, just to give them the bag. See, see what the actual difference mm. would be is one better than the other. I guess a hybrid's the best. I, I, but
1: Olivia is one of those players. She she knows her own game. Yeah. She she's like, no, nope, I'll do it. I don't need you to tell me. And yeah. anyone's like, no, sure. and I'm
3: yeah. like, okay. I think it, it also depends on the person. Yeah, it does. Like, I think I would possibly would prefer someone almost giving me directions. Really? Yeah. I think I would want someone to go, it's this. I think you should hit this. Because I, for me, I quite like that kind of like almost passing on the responsibility mm. and then going, you need to hit 7-9 here. And I, I think I'd be pretty, pretty trusting on that.
2: Yeah, I think for me, I'd be the other way. If I'm playing well in a comp and I'm going down 18, I'd rather somebody go in. What are you watching on Netflix at the minute? And just take my mind off it completely. Whatever you see tonight. And then when it's the ball, it's like, and then I can get in the zone. And I just pick my own number and probably thin it through the green anyway. But <laughs> it's different. You want to be a bit of both, I guess.
1: I need someone like hand holding me the whole way. and be like, it's going to be all right.
3: You, Lewis Capaldi, Olivia Cowan. And then give me someone really random that, that might not even play golf. Like, um, a, like a celebrity that you've... Always wanted to meet a a hero, a film star.
1: Like if he was alive, I'd have gone like down the Steve Jobs route, you know.
2: That'll be be a great
3: shout.
1: Mm, I just think they're so fascinating that type of person. Even like Elon Musk, like just think they're really interesting people.
3: You, Lewis, Olivia Cowan, Elon Musk. (laughs) Well, another one Wonderful. that kind of can, can I film it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one that follows on from this then for the pair of you. it's a bit of a battle here, so take a few minutes to, to uh, get your answer correct. Um because I'm gonna pick the winner. Is this is a quiz. No, it's just that I'm gonna pick the winner, so there's no pressure, but you will get a prize of some description. Okay. Be. From James Rideout. He's asking both of you, what would your champion's dinner be at the Masters? So let's imagine you win the twenty twenty four Masters. Yeah. Twenty twenty five comes around. Is it the Tuesday night or the Wednesday night. Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. You sitting there? Or is it no? It must no, have no been it's a Tuesday. Tuesday. You sitting there in your green jacket, and it's your meal: starter, main, dessert. What are you picking? I'll, to, to make this fur, Wait. you go starter first, then you go starter, you go main, then you go main. So you've got a bit of time to think of each one.
1: Hey, Can I ask a stupid question? Yes, you but can. what is the history behind this Master's meal? Like, so was it, was it, where was it, was it come Bobby, from? Was it
3: Bobby Jones that first introduced it?
2: I imagine so. I don't actually know the the, the history of it. I know that every or champion. Ben, that, or
3: was it Ben Hogan?
2: i quite like the idea behind it so all the all the champions meet before the event
3: and they have they have a dinner and the last year's winner picks the menu it's an opportunity for some of the best golfers on the planet that have all got one thing in common well not just one but one main thing in common they have all won the masters and i think it's an opportunity for if let's say you're quite a young golfer and you've you've won the jacket you get to sit in this room with legends of the
1: game
3: i mean it's amazing and you know i think there's quite a lot of times where there's been it's not it's closed doors no one can find out about it but some of the stories you hear about it of like iconic speeches that have taken place whether it's jack nicholas stood up there you know talking about you know the development of the game i I think it's a real it's it's a bit archaic in some sense but also Steeped in tradition, steeped in history. I mm. think it plays a really important part like as well.
1: It. I like that. That is a tradition in golf I actually think is quite cool.
3: Yeah. So it, uh, I'm pretty sure, and I don't want to tr- just chat, Guy, with your laptop, who set up the Masters in it? I'm pretty sure it's Ben Hogan. But that also doesn't quite sound right because that seems not the
2: right era. Um, It was. Ben Hogan. 1952. So I think the, the, the master started in 1937 <laughs> or something. But anyway, so. so Rick. Um, just, just quickly then, so, so Scotty have- Scheffler, he went with cheeseburger sliders, uh, firecracker shimp, uh, sh- shrimp, <laughs> easy for me to say, tortilla soup, Texas ribeye steak, or blackened redfish, and then a warm chocolate chip cookie with this, um, ice cream. Ooh, nice. So, Rick, come in with your starter, please.
1: Because you've got to please a lot of people. It's not like your last meal, right?
2: Well, I don't know. I think this is your chance to, you want to somewhat please them. Yeah. But it's also your dinner. So it's you t- want no regrets. Ooh. It's
3: typically a bit of a nod to where you're from as well. I also want to
2: throw in a drink here as well.
3: So, so it's normally got some level
2: of, of almost that means Rick's going for a pie barm.
1: <laughs> pie balm
2: and pints of gravy.
1: <laughs> I love gravy to be fair. Um, right,
2: hit me with the starter. You've had enough time to think about this. Rick, start it, go.
3: I, I'm going to go with um, pate. Right,
2: you've won. Whatever you say it, you've won, you can literally say a piece of shit. And you've won.
1: I had two Bleed. things. I was gonna, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty grim. I didn't. really saying so, so nice. good. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm out of that with lots
2: of bread. Bread. Yeah. I'll eat the bread. I
1: wanted, I wanted either a baked camembert with like garlic and rosemary and like warm bread, or like char siu bao or those types. Of What's
2: things. that one? The second one.
1: Uh, like you know the Asian barbecue pork buns, char siu
2: bao. Oh right, okay.
1: Like what you get
3: at wheels. I have the beef bao um, buns. Yeah, but no. it will Is, be. That Is that the
1: most like a- Asian place that you've ever had? A- have you never been like, have you been to like Hong Kong? No. no. Okay. You need to add that to your list.
2: It's on the list. We go to Wagamama's, McDonald's and uh, <laughs> <the> Spoons. <Weatherspoons laughs> like
3: Wagamama's. So, sometimes we go to Mexico and we go to the burrito place. <laughs>
2: uh, okay. So that sounds good. I would give that to you okay. just by default. Because yeah. it was so bad. Right. Main course. Come on, Rick, redeem yourself here. I'm going to go for...
3: Okay. Oh God! Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm nervous now. Steak and kidney pudding, <laughs> <laughs> with steak. chips and curry sauce, ketchup mandatory. Steak and kidney.
1: Yeah, what's the kidney steak, about? Steak. It's actual.
3: If it was steak and ale, you'd steak want. and kidney pie. No, I'm, steak and kidney pudding. pudding. These are the little ones that are is upside down. Is kidney actually kidney? I don't know what it is, but it's nice. Okay. Right.
2: Like right, you close Disgusting. chips, curry sauce, covered in it, and you have to have ketchup then on it, the curry sauce. They could remove the kidney from that. I'd be very interested. Let's see if you can beat him.
1: Yeah, the kidney of has kind of thrown me. I don't, I don't think of it when I'm eating it. It's really nice. Um, so I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I love bread. So why would we notice? Because that? my next thing is going to be another bread. Okay. <laughs> a loaf of Warburtons. <laughs> um, so I was thinking of like I freaking love like a toasty. Okay. Ooh, okay. <laughs> no, whoa, 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 I'm all ears. <laughs> I'm you're all not, is.
2: You're not allowed to be the judge of this. Cheese and beans toasty,
3: I mean.
1: <laughs> I love that too. You get it from Costa Coffee. Mwah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh my God. Wow. There'll be some chefs listening now, Cheese and beans. Their no,
1: Cheesy beanie toasty, love that. You know, they used to do the Chica- Chicago Town pizzas, like cheesy beanie Chicago.
2: Yes, I love Chicago Town pizzas, tomato stuffed crust, plug. Yum. Wow, okay. <laughs> okay.
1: And I was thinking like a toasty, we could do like either... I don't know. I do like a tuna melt, but I also like like the uh, brie and cranberry. It's delicious. Wow! With like, You've
3: got this by the way. Jack Nicholas is going to be eating this sort okay, of stuff with mini cocktails. That's the with
1: curry sauce and ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Jack.
2: This is real nice, Rick.
1: Yes, yeah, so like
3: I don't think Gary Player would approve <laughs> mine at <laughs> all.
1: Some mini um, honey mustard cocktail sausages, mm. which are hot.
2: I'll put you in a drawer for that one. Dessert then, come on. Creme brulee.
3: You have the weirdest meal (laughs)
1: ever. I don't want to go to your final dinner. (laughs) I don't at all.
3: (laughs) Pad say steak and kidney puddings and creme
2: brulee. Everyone just swerves the dinner outside (laughs) on a sandwich. (laughs)
1: Everyone's saying we've already eaten, Rick. I'm really sorry.
2: (laughs) Uh, What's your dessert then? A
1: melt-in-the-middle chocolate pudding with vanilla ice cream with the vanilla. Perfect.
2: I think the only thing that would, would be that for me would be sticky toffee pudding, but I'll take that all day long. Drink then. So everyone's got to drink one drink all night. Baby beers, I've still not tried them. Or pints of Guinness only. You go in. Ginger beer. I don't think I've ever had a ginger beer either. Oh, it's the most amazing not thing I've Alcoholic or not?
1: Mm, I just go straight ginger beer.
2: Sounds like it's got alcohol in it, it's called beer, but I don't I know. Honest. It's not alcohol. No. All right. Fair enough. That
3: um, was like a terrible choice. me. somewhat exactly. underwhelming. Get um, out of <laughs> Well, that that went different to how you planned, guy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think <laughs> overall, like
2: I'll I'll give it to Mia, but it's not convincing victory. It was uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, while you're both here, <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it uh, makes uh, me get sat. in not work. <laughs> <us>. <laughs> I want to share something. Uh, I'm nervous. Yes, he should be. Very, very nervous because in less than 48 hours, I am running the London Marathon.
1: Oh my gosh. Have you <laughs> I, ever been to watch it? No. Obviously. don't know why I asked that stupid I question. Done. I couldn't that. <laughs> my response was quite, yeah, my response
3: was
2: quite weird. If Rick hears the word marathon now, he goes <laughs> aggressive and spiky. <laughs> he's just nervous. <laughs> no.
3: So I've trained this week.
2: Yeah. Which, 20 miles? Which I've
3: got. Which I've been told you shouldn't do yeah. the week before. You should have done all the training pre this. 17 weeks, 20 week plan. <clears throat> but I didn't. So okay. I've I crammed my marathon training in five days before the marathon. Good. <clears throat> I'm I'm very, very nervous about completing it.
1: Can I ask you about your shoe situation?
3: Well, Guy recommended me some which I've bought have and they're very, very comfortable. Ran in them? Yes. Okay. Of t- only th- five times.
1: Okay, you, you do need to run yeah. in them a little bit. Yes. I think that they're, they're comfy enough. They're comfy they? shoes.
3: They're We're not good allowed shoe. to name the brand on this channel. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to, to using them. Well, that's why the podcast okay. is
2: today, Friday, because we might never do another one again. This could be the
3: last podcast ever. So. Well, we want to take a couple of opportunities. Mia, you're not often in Manchester, so we wanted to get you on the podcast. We're doing some filming for your channel this afternoon. Yes,
1: which I'm very... Thank you so much for agreeing to come on my, my little old channel.
3: So it's you... Jenny yep. and Emily. Yep. And golf, go, golf girls on tour.
1: Yeah. So we call ourselves golf girls. We kind of want to redefine the term golf girls um, as people who genuinely love the game. We're not the greatest. We play as a scramble, so we still kind of score low. The shots that we do that are bad are freaking hilarious. Like they are embarrassingly bad. That it just makes for good content, to be quite frank.
3: <laughs> so what's the what's the goal this afternoon? It's gonna Apart be- from you g- girls to beat me. That is the goal. Right. Us v. Rick Shields. In, so it's you three playing scramble
0: mm-hmm. versus me. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. And we're how gonna, many holes? We're
1: gonna play nine holes. I like it. And
3: we're we doing the front nine or the back nine. I was not undecided.
1: Uh, it's, what, what golf course, course is, is it? Mia. The
3: yeah. So Mia at I think the you got go.
2: back. I'd say back nine's better. Would you agree? Really? The back nine
3: is better. It just depends how busy it is. Friday afternoon, bit of sunshine mm-hmm. out. A few beers. A few beers. At, Bit, a bit, of pa- a- bit of pate. <laughs> Lads on the pate. <laughs> At least no. <laughs> on the pat on the patio eating pate. Okay, um
1: Maybe this is a question for Guy. What do you think? Same tea boxes or strokes? What do you, what uh, do you I think, think if
2: you go off whichever teas you prefer, yeah. forward teas, um, and then Rick goes off whatever whites are out, and then I think you I think that'd be a fair match. I don't yeah. what's the ability? Who how, how
1: what's the level? Let's just say it's pretty low.
2: Low handicap.
1: No, they, no, shoot, no. they shoot pretty yeah, how low good scores. Is, uh Rick's golf at the moment.
3: Well last time well. I played golf was actually at Augusta National Golf Club. Wow. And I've not played golf since. How was it there? I played really, really well, but life's changed since that. I'm a different I've trained for a marathon as well. Yeah, that's the thing. My legs are really sore because I've trained. So I've I been- think
2: you start the game off with you on the forward tees, Rick on the whites, and just play it. No strokes, but you've obviously got the fact that you've got three attempts every shot. And maybe see how you go a few holes. And if it's like going one way or the other, you can go, tell you what, we're going to mix it up a little bit. It's not super serious, is it? Do you
3: par most of the holes or not?
1: Uh, Well, so I've been playing some really bad golf this past week. It's like, I've been possessed by a demon and she's never played golf before.
3: Oh. (laughs)
1: So it's a bit tricky out there for
3: yeah, me. Yeah, but I've, I've got a funny feeling today. You'll <laughs> just bring it. You'll just somehow turn it on. Do you know and what it is,
1: it is? I don't know why. None of your golf courses really have like practice areas.
3: Have you seen the practice area at Mia? No, I
1: thought you've been it was, there before. Oh yeah, I not. thought it was just like putting and chipping. No, a, you hit into the lake. Oh, it's cool. You hit
3: borters. Boater, <laughs> you hit borters into the. No,
0: <laughs> <know>.
3: <laughs> you hit balls, floating golf balls really? into the le- into the lake. Oh, no, I didn't know that. So we'll get down there early, a bit of lunch, and then you can hit balls into... Actually, okay. quite, quite good to start the video down there. This is a game changer. <clears throat> so you can hit you can hit plenty of shots. And we do have practice areas.
1: I went to a course the other day <laughs> and it was just like a net.
2: Some, yeah, some don't, but most of them do.
1: I'm really bad if I don't Sometimes practice. they're
2: hidden, aren't they? A little bit of a yeah. walk away to drive mm. there and park your car. Yeah, I'm interested to see how you get on. Um, so that's
3: going out. That'll be going out soon as well, Walter. Yeah, it? Um, And week. then we, the reason why then, one, we wanted to give you guys listening than watching a Friday special. Mia, I thought, I I'd added incredible value. You do always. Um, and more people should follow you. Why are you pulling I'm your face? I'm like,
1: yeah, incredible value. It's all right? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, it's Fra- okay. From Fra- <laughs> Fra- Fra-
3: Fra- <laughs> which we're paying you, you brought brilliant value. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and then... Um, I think, let's make a decision now if we can, Guy. I don't think I'm going to be here Monday. <laughs> okay. Am I?
1: It could no, be quite a funny podcast. There's I'm no reason why you shouldn't
3: be. But as I've the boss, the, you do what you are. I'm joking. Am I going to be able to drive Monday morning to get here?
2: No. So let's do a podcast Tuesday or Wednesday.
3: Well, let's do it Tuesday to release on Wednesday. Okay. And if I can get in Monday, if I if I spring out of bed... Like an excited puppy and want to come in, we'll do it Monday, if not Tuesday,
2: to go out Wednesday. Well, you've had a Friday treat, everyone, listening and watching. what So you can't really moan. None of Mm. you can moan. If you
3: do want to moan, please email Mm. uh, moan at (laughs) rickshields.com. Please email at mia at (laughs) baker.com.
1: By the way, don't overdo it on, like, the gels, if you've never had a gel. You You don't even know what a gel is.
3: I've been told not the gels. Yeah, (laughs)
1: because... I'll tell you what I
3: did buy, though, recently.
1: Yeah.
3: I don't even know if I want to disclose this information, but, like, lots of cream to put places. Mm, you do need that. And like... I've seen some
1: horror stories. Yeah. Nipples falling off. And
3: all I've sorts. got nipple cream. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be interesting. there's some plasters on them. I, I, mean? bought, <laughs> I bought a bum bag.
1: Cute. Can I say bum bag?
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to do it really tight. <clears throat> because where do you store things? What do you need? A phone, charger, AirPods. Charger?
2: Wallet. you do need a wallet. <laughs> Just take. I've got little things Guy, I'm going to be out there a long time. <laughs> I need a full survival kit: pate, steak and kidney
3: pie. I think I might need my passport. I'm, just, I'm really. Yeah, I don't know what, what. Have you
1: got a time that you're trying to aim for?
3: Um, I want to finish by Monday. <laughs> I want to finish alive. <laughs> I want to be able to finish the marathon on the Sunday before things start getting packed away.
1: Okay, what I'm going to tell you is, you'll see all sorts of different things out there, like trees and rhinos. If you let a tree or a rhino beat you, that means you need to be better. But they, they will beat.
3: <laughs> I'm my plan. If I see a rhino running past, like yeah. it's, it's a, two men in a rhino suit, I'm going to jump on their back and, without them even knowing. I'm just going to ride on the rhino, just waving at people. Because did you see, did you see a story recently about the woman who got this yes. for yes. doing the ultra marathon? <laughs> Fair dues. Because she got Fair. in a car. That's a bit rubbish, isn't it? She got lost <laughs> yeah, and got I in a car. That. It's, that might be me. Um, if you see me on Sunday in London on an underground or taxi, shh. Okay. Keep it, keep it hush hush.
1: Your adrenaline is going to be through the roof. You know how many people are watching and I cheering you on?
3: All the way. Yeah. All the way on route.
1: All the way. Make sure you're wearing a big Rick shirt because people who don't even know you, which is wild to think, could even say, go Rick.
3: Well, I imagine most people don't, but yeah, it'd be quite cool. (laughs) Yeah, you've got it. When I'm literally in a gutter, desperately begging for help. Yeah. Don't be yeah, fine. Don't take pictures and post them online Please when do. I'm when I'm just absolutely dying. We <laughs> are yeah, really love looking it. forward to it. I'm doing it for a wonderful charity. It's never you. Make sure you do uh, donate to charity. I put a link in the top line in the description. Uh, it's a charity that supports children, uh, supports parents who have lost children to cancer. So if you can support it, it'd be really appreciated. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you next week. I'm excited for you. 180 podcasts done. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. Be sure to go and follow Mia Baker, golf entrepreneur, author, <laughs> golf presenter, golf enthusiast. Bread lover. Bread, bread lover. lover. <clears throat> future astronaut.
1: I would say kind of interesting. I think you might
3: be the first golfer that plays on the moon. Thanks, everybody. Stay tuned. Lots more to come. And we shall see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.